The first day of the open housing marches in 1967 was August 28th, and it, just, it bears repeating like so much of this history. Remember, like I said, I was going to inundate you with so much history that you want to just return to the present and figure out how to make your present better. Um, the longest bridge in the world is what they called it, the 16th Street Viaduct, um, because it connected, supposedly, Africa and Poland. Um, it was also called Milwaukee's Mason-Dixon Line because it divided the city between the north side and the south side the black and the Polish neighborhoods. But on that night, that first night of 201 day, 200 march led by Father Grappi, the youth council, and the commandos. They were attended by 125 police and were met at the south side of the 16th Street Bridge at Crazy Jim's Auto Sales at 930 South 16th Street by 5,000 counter protesters who followed them to Kosciuszko Park, south and then east of there. And on the way back, through bottles, eggs, beer cans, bricks, stones, cherry bombs, pieces of wood. Their signs, their slogans, their words run the, ran the gamut from we, w we want a slave to the only good grappi is a dead grappi, kill, 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 in this very sad scene of white teenagers and children as young as seven um, with a three-year-old who had a white sweatshirt with spray-painted, go home, nigger. A three-year-old. The march lasted two and a half hours. There were 45 arrests, 22 were injured. Grappi called it a white riot. Phoned the governor and mayor to demand more protection both of whom refused. August 29th, they went back and were met by upwards of 13,000 counter-protesters who repeated their, their jeers, their spitting, their throwing of bricks, bottles, feces. Police shot tear gas and bullets into Freedom House 2 that had moved to 15th, their, the headquarters. The commandos and the youth council setting it on fire, like Claiborne mentioned, Police said that they were responding to reports of a sniper. These continued for another 198 nights, and uh, the person sitting next to me was uh, vital in the in this movement. Um, this is Peggy Rosga, Margaret. Thank you, Dominic. I feel a little odd that I can't see I know, people. Um, so <laughs> maybe this isn't safe, but I'll start out this way anyway. Um, a little bit about what led up to the marches. The marches did not begin with, or the open housing campaign did not begin with marches across the viaduct and big confrontational scenes. It began um, actually not even asking for integrated housing, not even asking for a fair housing law. It began asking for stronger enforcement of the building code. Um, there was an example of uh, one landlord who owned over a hundred properties, um, had multiple building code violations in all of them, and the building inspectors did their job. They cited him. He went to court. Uh, he was found guilty and was fined. 
Anybody want to shout out what they think his fine was? I mean, even if we heard you. $100. It was $1. One dollar. Um, so there was lax enforcement of the building code by judges, most of whom belong to the Eagles Club with its white only clause, and they said that didn't affect the way they did their jobs, but obviously it did. Um, a Vietnam veteran, Ronald Britton, and his wife Norma and their infant daughter tried to rent a lower flat on 29th and Burleigh. Um, and we're told by the owner, the landlady, that uh, it was already rented, but they pushed for an answer. They said, no, 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 that can't be. Uh, finally, she admitted, I can't rent to you. What would my neighbors think? This was Christmas time, um, 1966. Uh, so the youth council went and sang Christmas carols to the landlady. Not quite sure what her neighbors thought of that. Um, but everybody knew that on a case-by-case -case basis, this would never, we would never get anywhere. And so the youth council joined with Alder Phillips uh, to support the fair housing law. Like so many civil rights actions, this one began with a relatively modest request that was ignored, and so the whole issue escalated. In the spring of 1967, we picketed at the homes of Alder people who uh, had African-American constituents but were voting against the open housing law including the president of the Common Council, Martin Shriver, Sr. Um, in June of 1967, Alder Phillips again introduced her fair housing bill. This was about the fourth time. Uh, and again, she was the only person to vote for it. So we knew we had to escalate the campaign. And that's what happened beginning on August 28th. Uh, as Dominic said, I grew up on the south side of Milwaukee. Um, I went to St. Mary's Academy. I dated boys from Don Bosco High School, which was on 13th and Wind Lake. Uh, we hung out on 16th Street. I thought, no big deal. Uh, I, I walked these streets lots of times and nothing happened. Well, you know what? It becomes a big deal when you are with your friends who are now African American. Um, race matters. Race make, makes a big difference. Um, so I found out. Um, my clearest memory of being in Kosciuszko Park, or as the locals say, Kosciuszko uh, Park, was uh, being gath was gathered around a group of picnic tables. We did have a picnic permit. Um, and we could hardly hear because of the noise of the crowd, which remember, as Dominic pointed out, well, I'll give you a different view of those numbers, uh, percentages. We were out, outnumbered about 20 or 25 to 1. Um, so the, cr the, no the crowd noise was impossible to, to hear. And, um, I can remember a police officer coming up to us, gathered around those tables, uh, and saying, Father, would you say your prayer, or whatever it is you want to do here, and then let's get out, because we can't hold them. 
So what do you call a crowd that's out of control? And that's why Father Grappi talked about the white riot. When people remember 1967 as the year of the riots, um, I always feel the obligation to point out that two of those riots were by white people on the south side. Um, we're getting pretty close to the 16th Street Viaduct now. I, I am a poet and I do like to um, include poetry, I believe, in community uh, relevant yeah. poetry. So anyway, what is appropriate here is my poem about marching across the 16th Street Viaduct. The poem is called Peggy Crossing the 16th Street Viaduct, August 28, 1967. 16th Street, no big deal. In high school, after football or basketball games, we'd go to Pepe's, great pizza. We'd always find friends there. Yet, I couldn't be sure. This was not high school, and I had new friends. We marched past Pepe's. I looked at the expanse of window. I touched the glass. It was cool and smooth. No one stood in this doorway. No one glared at us through their windows. I thought, it's okay, I know this place. I'll be all right. We'll be all right. I didn't look at the crazy Jim's crowd. Too scary. Up ahead was a stretch with fewer people. When we get there, I thought, we'll be okay. But something changed. I felt like I had been in a tunnel and was emerging into noise, like the noise of a crowd at a football game the noise of the home team's fans, and you're the visitor. No, no, wait, that's not it, that's not even close. It was something deeper, a wave of hate, the sound of hate blurring individual words. We turned onto Lincoln Avenue, the crowds thickening again. I couldn't ignore it anymore, the blunt force of hate finding a rhyme and a rhythm. I don't want a jig next door, keep them in the inner core. At Kosciuszko Park, we huddled around picnic tables, keeping very close to be able to hear. Some man, called himself District Park Supervisor, said we couldn't give speeches. A picnic permit, he shouted, a picnic permit does not permit speeches. We prayed for peace, for justice, Father Grappi leading us, then back up Lincoln Avenue, sometimes almost running, police nightsticks angled across their chests, sometimes pushed back on people, people trying to get at us. The crowd noise was like a dome enclosing us, the whole dome moving rapidly down the street. My face was wet with sweat. I was not crying. How had I walked these streets for years and never seen the ugly? Oh, wow. That's powerful. Uh, that was very powerful, Peggy. Yeah. 